Untapped Talent on cliffcentral.com. Welcome to it. This is Untapped Talent with myself, Sia Sangwen. Thank you so much for having us on. It's another Friday, and better than that, it's 9 a.m. It's a little past 9, and it's about to be an hour where you and I get to profile young up-and-coming people, and more than that, some young people who've already achieved awesome, awesome success and who are just doing amazing things wherever they are in the world and whatever they're doing in their own field. So hopefully this hour is here to just be a few just awesome entertainment and also at the same time inspire and motivate you in whatever you're doing and whatever you want to do in your own life. So join me for the next hour. I'll be chatting to a musician who, I have to say, I always say week after week, I'm so chuffed to talk to this person and how I want to get to know that person here, more about their career and their life. But this guy, I've monitored his career for quite some time now, for a couple of years. And I remember it was about two years ago when he released the song Home Safe. And I never know whether it's a compliment to a musician when you say, wow, I thought you were international because you just have this non-South African sound. Because I had that same experience with Ross Jack a couple of years ago. The the song itself, the production value behind it, even the music video... um, just didn't sound traditionally South African. So I, I, I started taking notice of him then and he's released, uh, his album and also very success, a lot of successful singles. And more than that, he's also worked behind the scenes. He's now a sought after producer who's worked with the likes of WHP and Shiana Sky and Toya Delazy and Zeus as well. Um, but with, with Home Safe specifically also collaborated with Kat Vin- Winter, um, who's based in Germany. So it's things like that where you get to see that Someone is definitely on the amazing, amazing path. So I really want to get to chat to the guy and find out more about him and his background and his music and his influences. So Ross Jack will be joining me in just a little bit. Um, but before that, we have some news for you, as always. And we also have our cover of the week, where every single week, uh, go into the interweb. See what's happening, see what's trending on YouTube, see, look at Billboard's Hottest 100, the hottest songs out there, who's doing what. Last week, we, di- we did Selena Gomez's uh, song, which is Can't Keep My Hands to Myself, which is very saucy-esque for this little former Disney star. But now, actually, we're doing another Selena Gomez song. And funnily enough, this song, uh, Same Old Love, premiered quite a while ago, but it's back in the Billboard Hot 100 chart. It's actually on number four, number five this week. So thought, hey, why the heck not? And more than that, because I actually found a very awesome cover. Um, so I'll be playing that for you in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about some cool people as well. Cool young people who are doing awesome stuff. Because after all, that's what the show is all about. Thank you for joining me. By the way, this is Untapped Talent with myself. See ya, Sangreni Finn. Untapped Talent on cliffcentral.com. All right, so you know this is a conversation at the end of the day. So if you do want to add on to the conversation in any way, shape, or form, you can always tweet me at cliffcentral.com or at sia underscore sf, or you can send us a message on our WeChat official account. It's cliffcentral. Simply tap connect and then message to show. So let's get the conversation going. So the very first person I want to profile is this young South African nuclear physicist. He's 28 years old, but the mere fact that you have a fancy title such as nuclear physicist uh, says you're definitely on the right path. Um, he's gone on to create something very interesting. It's called an Aeon Power Bag. Um, his name is Shelton Motwa, and he's talking about this project. So Motwa took part in the Red Bull Amapigo Academy, which is a workshop that hopes to inspire young South African entrepreneurs to collaborate and be creative and share their ideas for a bright South African future. So Motwa's 
Aeon Power Bag is basically this laptop bag that will be able to charge mobile devices using Wi-Fi and other telecommunication signals. So he says it's all about convenience and freedom, and you'll be able to do your own thing on mobile devices without actually having to power it. So he's 28 years old, a nuclear physicist. He's from the Northwest province, and he's basically talking about how he's a couple of months away from finalizing the prototype, uh, but he still needs to raise quite a lot of money to see his product on the shelves. But I think, you know what, at the end of the day, it's inspiring stuff. So here he is chatting to News24's Jen Sinassi. You have invented the Aeon Power Bag. Now, right now, it's it's an idea, but you know exactly how it's how it's going to come to fruition. Tell me about the concept behind it. Okay, straight to the point. And this is how I normally explain it. You've got all these signals around you, your Wi-Fi signal, 3G, LTE, and so forth. So you need an electronic uh, system to capture those signals mm-hmm. and convert them into energy instead of communication. Okay, so we're talking about the Aeon Power Bag, and that's essentially a bag that you can put your mobile devices in, um, smartphones, laptops, and using those Wi-Fi signals, you can charge them. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, explain that in simpler terms for me, because we're not all uh, nuclear physicists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. In a nutshell, we, we, we made the system so simple that the user only needs a USB because for now we can't make it complex because you get you get questions how does this work how does that work so you you get your usb that's that comes standard with your your smartphone mm-hmm. so there's a compatible usb port within the back where you connect to the electronics so that's how it charges so you've got this source here you've got the electronics then you've got your mobile phone or tablet connected via a, your usb mm-hmm. to the system so basically that's that is this technology being used anywhere else in the world? So far, the technology is in development. Mm-hmm. There are many research companies that are working on it, but we don't have that concrete solution uh, in, the, in the market as yet. Okay. What do you need to bring this technology to South Africa so that we can all be carrying around our own portable, portable charging devices? Okay. On the value chain, we're still on, on the prototyping. Mm-hmm. Scale, uh, prototyping stage, I mean. So we'll be done with that within the coming two months. Then the next stage is uh, the industrialization of the, the product itself. By industrialization, I mean you must have a, a product that people can buy off the shelf. So there's certain value that is added in that uh, through your machinery, tooling, and your mass production processes. So for now, we're going to need funding for that after we are done with the pre-samples and testing of the, the whole product. Now, you've raised already about a million rand, you said. How much more do you need to, to uh, bring the product to market? Okay, for the next step that I just explained, now we're going to need about 950k just to have that process sorted. Okay, now... I actually want to delve a little bit into your science background. How how did you become interested in science and technology? <laughs> I wish I had a short answer, but what really happened when I grew up, my granddad was a mechanic, was an electro- electronics person, welder, you can name them. So that guy was a handyman. So I stayed with him for almost 15 years, so that's where I've learned all these things. But uh, the most important thing for me was... Why, why, why does this thing work like this? Why this, why that, why that? 
So that's when I, I developed interest in computers, electronic things, physics, how planets work and biology and all those things. So that's where all these things come from. Do you think young South Africans need an extra push to be inspired to in in the in science and technology uh, subjects? I get that a lot. I mean, as a developing country, we've been a developing country for some time, by the way. As a developing country, we need all these skills. So, one of the challenge, one of the most challenges we have about math, science, and engineering, it's firstly it's difficult. Mm. So we must find a way. We must find a way to express it in more fun and enjoyable way. In a, in like you should give examples, not go to the concept directly. You should when you, for example, when you're teaching about aerodynamics, you must maybe ask kids, uh, what do you think about when an aer- aeroplane takes off? Things like that, like practical examples. Then after you explain all that, then you show. Okay, fine. This is the maths involved. This is the physics. This is the solution. So that was Shelton Motua, who's talking about his uh, product. It's called the Aeon Power Bag. And I actually love that we ended off on that note because so many times, even when I was in school, they spoke about the importance of maths and and science. But at the end of the day, I sat there going, I don't know what's going on. This thing is just flying over my head. And I really wasn't inspired or moved by any way, shape or form. And so as the times continue nonetheless, and there's still this push for maths and science and how important it is most really in South Africa and also in different parts of the world for progress and for future inventions, etc., etc. But if it's not hitting the kids where it's meant to hit them and when where it's not meant to truly inspire, then the job is really not being done well. So for someone who's actually gone through the motions of being at high school and being told the exact same thing that they should be making a push for science and technology and who could tell that it wasn't really making the impact that it should, as a young South African who now himself is not seeing anything as a determining factor and here he is sitting with his own invention right now and waiting for the prototype and he is also calling for the very same thing I think it really is high time we pay attention we just you know we start making the accurate moves out there um so kudos on him hey at 28 nuclear physicist really like I don't know what to say. It's just like, you're done, you're done. <laughs> You've achieved greatness at this point. Like, you pretty much are doing awesome things with your life. So, as I researched him, a couple of names also popped up in South Africa. Now, these are young South Africans who have... uh who are in different fields, but more than that have created businesses out of their ideas and in their different fields as well. So someone else, his name is is Ian Domus. He's an architect and he's currently rebuilding a learning center in PE in Port Elizabeth. So really like, it's just like, well, what's new about that? And it's nothing to make a lot of noise about. But really, what makes it very, very unique and interesting is that Ian is actually um, building this learning center with plastic bottles as his building box. So he founded this in 2013. It's called the Eco Brick Exchange, which tackles pollution and infrastructural cha- challenges by using waste to make eco bricks. So this is just simply out of two liter bottles filled with non-recyclable waste material. 
happens. I really do think it's an awesome thing that he sees that, you know, once again, there's this whole call to go green and to be eco-friendly. But then we sit there going, well, what can we really do about that? So another entrepreneur who's doing something about discarded items is Brian Mokatane. He's making things of beauty from discarded items. So he runs a project called Soul Art Foundation that turns waste into art. So he's based in Johannesburg and this artist basically sees art as a medium for tackling society's biggest issues. I love that. And he wants to grow soul art into a community art academy in communities around the continent. So it's going out there and listen, it's also saying just because you're not the you know, nuclear physicist out there, just because you're not amazing at maths doesn't mean you don't have a flair in it with your autistic side and it's making the most out of that. Um, someone else I also got to know about is Cleopatra Similan. Now she is all about the arts as well. She's an actress and also social entrepreneur and she's the founder of Re- the Recess Movement, which is a company that promotes healthy living to high school learners. So what I like about it is that they, they produce this edutainment magazine targeted at high school learners age 15 to 20 and entirely produced by the students themselves. It's distributed to 10,000 young people over 200 schools. So they also host events where young people are taught the importance of healthy living through exercise and and meditation and basically saying, you know what, you're young, but you also can go out there and definitely make some waves and whatever you want to do. So I think that's also cool. And then rounding off these five interesting young people in South Africa who are turning their ideas into full-fledged businesses is Wandile Nekreto. Uh, he's tackling uh, gangsterism through education. So he's based in Kailisha in the Western Cape. And he's the founder of 18 Museum, which is a gangster museum. Um, what he's doing is this museum will be curated by ex-offenders, which is giving them a second chance to basically reintegrate into society and employment. So Wandisila is a graduate. Um, from the Raymond Ackerman Foundation, which is also quite an amazing role model to have in South Africa, and is also one of Mail and Guardian's top uh, 200 young South Africans for 2013. So listen, if this does not inspire you, you know, hearing about these five people, five young people in South Africa who took the initiative, who have ideas to make their lives better, who are able to move with the times and be able to turn it into full-fledged businesses, then you're, I go. I wash my hands. I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> but hey, listen, it's time for another interesting segment that I'm usually quite excited about every single week, week after week. Um, this week, I have to say, it's it's a good song. You know, let's take the artist out of it. It's a good song. Um, it's by Selena Gomez. It's Same Old Love. I was saying by myself sometime this week and I was thinking, well, you know, Sia, you know, you always like to give young people platforms. What if you turn it around on yourself? Because you were singing a lot of Adele in your car. It was pretty, pretty good. And then I really, really sat down. And I had to be honest with myself and I reconsidered it. It would be horrible would be torture because i can't sing but here are people who can sing they are sam allison and kurt on and that's kurt with a k on youtube they're doing a cover of selena gomez's same old love and by the way if you've forgotten this is untapped talent on cliffcentral.com untapped talent on cliffcentral.com That same old love by uh, Sam, Allison, and Kurt on YouTube, and that's Kurt with a K. So I think that's I I like it. Uh, 
it like pains me to actually admit that I like a Selena Gomez song. But the interesting thing, so uh, this the YouTube channel is Kurt Hugo Schneider, and he basically has started YouTubing really like oh, ages ago, started in 2008. So that's a good eight years now. He's 27 years old, based in America. And, you know, last week he talked about how YouTube and YouTube stars, despite their age, are making great moves for themselves by turning, you know, their weekly, monthly videos into a full-fledged business. So Kurt is also doing the same. So Coach Hugo Schneider, he's recently signed a deal with Sony Music to develop an original series with uh, uh, on his YouTube channel, basically. So it's a 10-part episode show, which will debut this year. And it's basically jumping onto this on- online influencer space with a new digital series developed in partnership with Kurt. Um, Kurt is known for his covers and medleys of pop hits. Basically, he's been doing this for years. And the amazing, amazing ones, you know, standout one for me has been the one from from uh, Pitch Perfect, which is when I'm gone and he does a little cup song as well. He does with the cups and movements and it's uh, it's really awesome for lack of a better term. So this series with Sony Music will uh, p- star different uh, artists in their own right as they perform special versions of their songs in collaboration with Schneider, who will also interview his guests. So 27-year-old Schneider, you know, he's recently, he's found fame of with more than 6 million subscribers on his channel. And that says a lot from starting YouTube in 2008. And his videos have generated more than 1.4 billion views. And many, many of his top videos are of songs he's produced featuring collaborators with YouTube stars. So Sony Music says we are delighted to be joining forces with Kurt, one of YouTube's biggest and most talented stars for this exciting new series. Kurt is wonderful, multifaceted, creative talent and has an incredibly special relationship with millions of passionate music fans around the world. So for its part, uh, Sony Music has made a push into original digital programming with projects including docu-series Thank You and Sorry from Bleach's lead singer Jack Antoff. And that actually debuted, debuted in, on Google Play in June of last year. So the company announced in September that it has hired Stimmel from Samsung North America to lead its development of music-related programming. I think, you know what, if maybe their intentions are very, you know, you could raise an eyebrow on that, I think, you know what, Put all of that aside. At the end of the day, it's a young person, you know, 27 years old. Eight years ago, he was 19, and he literally just sat there going, well... I think I can string a couple of sentences together and more than that, I can actually put a melody to it and I can actually, you know, I have a fantastic singing talent, so why not do something about it? And what's even more inspiring with that is that he actually doesn't take no for an answer, nor does he take opportunities that don't come his way as a sign to actually, you know, stop what he's doing or be dismayed, but he's doing great things. So 27 years old to have said that you made money from the internet, I think, you know what? Good kudos on you, Kurt. So this is Untapped Talents with myself, C.S. Sanguini Finn. Straight after this, I'll be chatting to my guest, Mr. Ross Jack. Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. That was gold-plated by my guest this morning, Mr. Ross Jack. I'm so excited just to get to know more about the guy, all about his music and his influences. I think it's so, so awesome. So he's born and raised between South Africa, Britain, and Spain. So Ross Jack's international roots come through in his polished cosmopolitan urban sound. He's just completed his debut full-length album. It's called Notes from the Wild, and he's working between his studio in South Africa and in the UK. And this album seemingly 
seamlessly. <laughs> the irony of not being able to pronounce the word seamless. <laughs> the album seamlessly embraces styles from hip hop and pop and dancehall to boss nova grooves and dubstep. He'll 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 have to do explaining as to what boss nova grooves mean. So it's a chance encounter a couple of years ago with hip hop legend Double HP that led Ross Jack to begin his career as a producer. So since that decisive day, Ross Jack has become a sought after producer, having produced for the likes of. WHP, Shiana Sky, Toya DeLazy, and Zeus. And with his wealth of accomplishments and experience, it was inevitable that Ross would one day step out as a performer in his own right, uh, releasing his debut EP titled Chandeliers in October of 2012. So he's embraced the momentum he built with Chandeliers, which sprang at number three on different charts. Uh, Five Femmes top 40 hit, actually, uh, 7.45. And Ross Jack went back into studio after its release and got straight to writing more material. He had the opportunity to go over to work in the UK with the phenomenally talented Pete Boxster Martin who's actually worked with the likes of Jesse J and Sugar Babes. Not shabby people to rub shoulders with, might I add. So where they've actually worked and they've locked down his studio all day uh, for a week as he completes his album, etc, etc. So out of these sessions came four of the songs on Notes from the Wild, including the number one from the 5M Top 40 singles TV in the swimming pool. And I feel like it could go on and on and on about all his great achievements, but the man himself can talk about himself <laughs> good morning mr ross jack good morning i'm so sorry i'm so late ah there's nothing about late everybody else is just early that's what, you know what i'm saying, saying. exactly yeah. and you're cool enough to be uh to be late thank you so Thanks, much for joining bro. me i appreciate it. no it's a pleasure thank you for having me so i have so much to talk <laughs> to you about i feel like the whole journey i i feel like i know you more than you obviously know me i i listened to home safe when it first debuted a couple of years ago yeah and my instant thought was this is very interesting because this sound doesn't sound, you know, this song doesn't sound South African. And I want to f- find out from you, do you find that as a compliment? Do you take that as a good thing or a bad thing? I do. I, well, um, I hope that when people think that it's not from here, they imagine it to be from the big bad West, you yeah. know, where <laughs> <laughs> we hear all of the stuff that inspires us, I guess. But yeah. at the same time, you know, it has been a bit of an issue in the sense that like, know what like people don't relate they they just don't believe that we're from here mm-hmm. which kind of sucks in a certain degree to a certain degree i suppose yeah. but um musically i take it as a compliment yeah i i think that's also extends to asking is there such a thing as a south african audience where you have to 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 cater for our south african taste or is just music music well no i think i think especially especially in the present day we're at um, there's definitely a South African audience. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, I think we're going through a bit of a, a moment of, um, proudly South African, which is great. You know yeah. what I mean? There's nothing wrong with it. I, I just, um, it does concern me when it flows over into the arts, but, um, I will, n- I, you know, um, I'm not really a caterer. You know, yeah. I kind of just, uh, do it to do it because I love to do it. Um, and, uh, Joe, to be perfectly honest, I would love my music to be not just here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, th- I think everybody would. I think anybody who says they would just, you know what I mean, like their music to exist yeah. here only would be lying. You know, uh, that that's how the people overseas get so big. Yeah. You hear them all across the world. So... Hey, listen, if Sia's badge of honor counts for anything, I'd have to say it sounds pretty, pretty awesome. It counts, bro. And big up. Thank you. You know, I'll be the Simon Cowell today. No, so if thanks, I have some dog. Sort of credibility. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to find out more about you. You grew up between South Africa, Spain, and Britain. Mm. Let's just break that, break that down. How did that even come to be? Well, I was born here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and um, my my dad is half British, so okay. we, I lived here. I did like primary school here, and then it came to high school, and he wanted to immigrate. So I went with him, um, not out of choice, out of force, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, and I lived in Spain for like two and a half, three years. And then from there, cause I'd, I, you know, I went to a British school in yeah. Spain. I, I'd made a lot of friends that as we went, when we graduated from high school, they went back to the UK. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going and living with a friend of mine as well over there for about a year and a half. And yeah, that's that. Then I ended up coming here back, you know, because I love essay. It's dope. So what what was Ross Jack like growing up? Did he know that he wanted to do music, or was it just like not yeah, all, no. whatever? No, not at all. Um, I uh, actually I wanted to play football really badly. I, really, I, I love uh, the beautiful game. Okay, now hold up. Was it just <laughs> because you admired like the Pele's and the Beckham's of the world, or did you really? No, no, no. I was good. Re- okay, yo, okay. D- don't don't yo, 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 don't, like, don't take me <laughs> into the streets, bro. You know what I'm saying, like. Um, no, I really, I really wanted to play. Um, mm-hmm. from, from, from young, you know, I came up here, Southern Gauteng, Eastern Gauteng. Yeah. And, um, yo, that was, that was a big draw card for me to go with my dad to Spain because I got to, I played for a lot of academies and so on and so forth. Wow. And then only later on, I think at about 17, when I decided, nah, I'm not trying to like <laughs> never have a drink or never smoke oh okay yeah yeah that would also you know i was like nah not for me you know what i'm saying and then i kind of you know i just stumbled into the music really which is i think great you know Mm -hmm. what i mean you can't force the arts but you really say stumbled or do you now look back and you see certain signs of like come on you well i think i believe everything's meant to be so i just kind of i never i always loved music but i never i think I think things have changed due to technology. Like, yeah. damn, I sound old, but <laughs> today, you We're know, not here to judge. Um, yeah. Because when I was like seventeen, I just couldn't imagine how to be part of the process. Mm. And then, like, a friend of a friend kind of introduced me to a program called Fruity Loops, and I realized, wow, you Fruity know, these Loops. these dudes are making their own little beats on computers and stuff, and that's really where the journey began. Yeah. And how was your family throughout all of this? Because here you are, you're like, okay, one moment you're in South Africa, next thing you're in Spain, next <laughs> thing you're saying, well, let me do some, play some soccer. And now you're saying, take me seriously as a musician. Yeah, I mean, you know what, even, I think, even worse, uh, a rapper or, yeah. a, or a, like, you know, a pop musician, <laughs> you know, I think, uh, you know, jazz musicians or whatever, I think their parents give them a lot less flack if you play the guitar or yeah. the trumpet. You know, when I kind of said to my parents i was gonna make beats and rap and Did do they my even thing firstly understand that like what does that mean nah not you couldn't really reference reference like timberland and they're nah. like oh, okay cool he's a good cool guy we know who he is yeah no no it wasn't it, yo my parents love music they're actually quite they, they're huge fans of music which is cool but yeah. they weren't you know i come from the school of you know just get that money that's it yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean and don't embarrass the family yeah you know what i'm saying don't be doing anything do you, Silly. do you feel like this is a just this modern day problem for young people who have no idea, you know, a concrete idea of where they want to go, yet at the same time they don't want to follow conventional means? And then in, and in a case like yours, you're an artist, you want to express yourself, you want to just tell your story. And it's just this challenge of being able to decide what you want to do with life. Yeah, I think, you know, I think... I. Whenever I come across someone young, yeah, I, once again he's yeah. making himself sound four hundred years old. You know, I um, I see. You know, people. You know, the kids are a little. I suppose you know, there's 
the safe route and you know it, it is it's 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 safe to kind of go get your degree and and whatever it is because you know i i've as we've come up with my friends you know some of them you know they work they hate the nine to five but yeah. it's very secure um whereas you know this journey this odd journey is it's up and down man you yeah. know what i'm saying and it's 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 um you're you're a rebel without a cause in a sense but i do believe that you know you only live life once and can be terribly short so that argument alone i would say you know if you feel you're great at something or you love something yeah then you got to go for it otherwise it kind of questions who you are as a person i think yeah i just feel like i want to go to madrid with you let's have a tequila and <laughs> tell me about what i should Yo. do with my life <laughs> no, so I, philosophical yeah i should i should actually i think i should get a radio show that's, that's gonna be my next thing i think <laughs> exactly let, let, <laughs> let's just you know preach to the people out there listen ross let's chat about your experience in the uk and working there as well yeah uh what drew you to the uk specifically and what was it like working in that sort of uh industry well i mean um being half british uh, mm-hmm. my, my 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 family's half of my family are from leeds that's that's a big attraction you know because um i've grown up with that culture so everything from the humor to the tv to the food to the entertainment i'm very i love it you know yeah. it's part of me uh, i couldn't lie um but you know even from a non-biased standpoint the british in my opinion are cutting edge when it comes to sound especially uh-huh. you know i think that they just the feel and i think it goes all the way back to like the stones you know <laughs> and even further back than that you know i just think that they've got a real freshness about them they live in a place that's very can be very dark and dreary yeah. for a lot of the year yeah um but there's just some magic there, you know. I mean, I think I'm sure if you ever watch the football, you see it in the crowds. Mm. You know, they're, there's they're, they're passionate people, and they, I just they've got they've got grit. You know, there's yeah. fiber there, and I think the people in the studio, the musicians that are working over there, it's not an easy industry to crack, but yeah. it's probably the, one of the more difficult. And um, you know, there's just an, there's just a great attitude yeah. towards like making music and what music should be. I think like. America, I love America. You know, I love rap music and 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 everything that yeah. I listen to. Probably, well, ninety nine percent of rap that I listen to is from America. But I feel like, in a general thing, America can be a bit uh, packaged, a bit formula with it, it, with some of the exactly. movies and a lot of the entertainment they it's put an out. Image, it's mm. a look. It's a yeah. It's like a. It's yeah. It's manufactured. Yeah. Whereas I feel like England is very raw. There's so much rawness that they have there, and there's so many like different styles, grime, you know, dubstep, all of those kind of things, drum and bass. Mm-hmm. You know, they, I, I would, I would be confident to say that a lot of that originated from there. You know what I'm saying? Even the trap sound, in my opinion, yeah, you know, to a certain degree, you know, they're really, they're really trendsetters, in my opinion. So on that note, who's doing it for you right now in the UK? Um, well, I mean. Look, UK wise, I um I think you know you got to look to the guys like Sam Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, um, rap wise, I don't really Skepta. I suppose the, okay. the, the dude's called Skepta. He's dope. All I know is Tiny Temper. Yeah, Tiny Temper. <laughs> That's listen, all I, I mean, Tiny Temper. <laughs> Tiny Temper kills it. I'm not. You know, I'm not really talking from the like rap perspective. I'm talking like I'm a producer first, and I and I believe that. You know, you gotta make the music before you can rap on it. Yeah. In, in, <clears throat> or sing on it or whatever it is. And I, I just feel like from a sound 
from a sound design point of view or a style, they are the ones. I mean, there's no doubt about the fact that if we're talking hip hop, you cannot, yo, the Kendricks, the yeah. Kanye's, the Drakes, they're the bosses. Do you know what I'm saying? I just think that for me, um, I don't want to just rap. You know what I mean? Like, that's not my life. I, I kind of want to do different things, a bit of this, a bit of that, and, and switch the formula up. That's why I think England's good for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but, yo, there's just tons and tons and tons of good stuff in the UK. You know what I mean? Um, and, and throughout the whole of Europe, really. You see, now, if I was a musician, you guys are the ones I'd be scared of. Because I'm just like producers who are also talented. I, I, it, I think there's an unwritten principle or formula that you you see the likes of Calvin Harris, who mm. I I didn't know he actually sang the vocals on Summer. Yeah. Um. So he produced a song and also sang there. Pharrell Williams also producer first and also musician. Yeah. Timberland is making great moves. You know. Yes, he has doubled in some Kanye West. What, so what is it called? On, on, in front of the mic? <laughs> yeah. Because in front of the... Stepped ca- in front of the mic. Exactly. He's now doing great things with Empire. Um, uh, Kanye West, the list is endless. Uh, yeah. I, I think, me- you know, I think, um, I think, you know, even if you like, you take a guy like Drake, Drake, uh, Drake doesn't really make beats, but his right hand man, Noah, is a, a genius. Uh-huh. Noah Shabib, he's, a, he's his engineer and, and his producer. And I think that more and more, you know, and down here in SA, we'll hopefully, you know, maybe I'll be the one. Um, you know, I think more and more sound, you know, having a sound and keeping that sound is important. Yeah. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? Like even Kendrick, you know, Kendrick, he's good at keeping a sound. You know, like, I mean, Good Kid Mad City was executive produced by Dr. Dre. Oh, wow. And when that happens, you know, you end up having a product that like from front to back is you. Not a whole lot of mishmash of hits. That we hope, you know, the, you know, that will just kind of top charts. So I think, you know, when you look at guys who produce and step in front of the mic, it does, I personally wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, I, I jump on beats that other people make, no doubt, because anything hard is hot. You yeah. know, I'm not going to say, Oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything on that because I didn't make it. Yeah. But I just believe that, yo, I'm, I'm, I feel blessed that. I came from a producer standpoint first because that for me is what I really care about, the sound. You know what I mean? I think lyrics and and stuff like that is all perspective and all who you are and all what you want to say. And if you do it right, it'll be dope. You know what I'm saying? But first and foremost for me, it starts with that that melody behind you. Yeah. That, let's be honest, you know, when we listen, I don't care whether you're the hardest boom bap rap lover, (laughs) when that premiere beat, used to jump on that gangstar-ish back yes. in the day. That's what, you know, that's what hits you first. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Um, for me, Sonic, you know, sound is everything. So I just think it's such an exciting time, not only just as a musician, but as a rapper to mm. be alive. I think there's so many cutting-edge things that are happening. I mean, for a president, a sitting president of the free world United States to go, you know, that boy Kendrick. He's doing some awesome stuff. What sure. does it mean to you as a rapper to be alive in 2016 and to see the likes of Barack Obama now, you know, openly saying, you know, they listen to rap, they like Kendrick. Yeah. To hear Kanye West go on a 20-minute monologue and an award show, then uh-huh. say he wants to run for presidency. Yeah. Rap is very in your face right now, and you cannot help but notice it. Yeah, I, I think, um, I think, I think rap is coming like, you know, it's becoming... 
it's yeah. I mean, before it was kind of like fought against, you know. From yeah. my day, it was kind of like uh, it was rebellious yeah. to be a rapper, and it's like people would saggy, protest, saggy you know? jeans, and you're sitting in a corner <laughs> yeah. doing bad stuff. You know, today, yeah. I mean, I suppose as the world turns, you know, now we have like like you said, Barack who listens to rap, which mm-hmm. is sick. But because um, I just think about the Oval <laughs> Office and he's busy trying to decide what to do in Iran and then he's playing some Kendrick. No respect I, though. I, you know what? At so least cool. you know what? Can I say one thing? <laughs> at least he is playing Kendrick and not like Young Jock or oh, something oh, like okay, that. You okay, know what I'm okay. saying? <laughs> because that would be worrying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you know. I think for me, can I be honest? I might not be the best person to answer that question because I love rap music, but I love a whole lot of different kinds of music as well and i think especially on my new record that comes through a lot you know i i I, um i want to just um yeah i mean however it's super it's super exciting to see like rap get to where it is because it is such a street form yeah you know i'm saying it's such a raw form and it has come from nowhere to where it is now so yeah, I mean, it's exciting to be, I think it's just exciting to be part of, you know, the arts, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it's really, it's, it's a pleasure, you know, it really is. Um, you can only just look every day and go, yo, big up today. I'm going to wake up and do what I do, yeah. which is cool. You know what I mean? How is Ross as an artist and how is he able to take criticism and how are you able to better yourself without, you know, taking it too much to heart? Well, I think it's all about, you learn how to take criticism. Um, I, for me, will, I've got no problem being criticized by people I respect. Okay. No problem. Um, it's, it's people who I don't, um, <laughs> that I battle to take the criticism from. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't really care how many records you've sold or how much money you've made in your life or whatever it may be. That doesn't, you're still not in the position where like, I'll take you as a critic. However, there are many people in my life and many people out there that, could criticize me tomorrow to all ends of the world. And I would take it because, you know, when you respect something, mm-hmm. you know, or you want to be at a certain level, then you, you, you can't expect to wake up one day and be at that level. You've got to work to get to there. And there's only one way to get there, and that's to be wrong yeah. or to, you know, look back at things and go, ooh, I like that. But, you know, you know what, can I be honest with you? I'm my biggest critic. I, I'm not one of those people who sits back and goes, I love every single thing I've ever done. Do you and listen wha- to some of your music and maybe cringe or feel like you could have done better? You- I can't listen to my, I can't listen to Notes from the Wild. It's not, really? it's not really, you know, I think, you know, I know a lot of, you know, I hear some artists, I hear some artists, you know, are the same. You know, it's weird. It's, 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 it's not really a hate, you know, yes, I mean, there's songs that I've made, sure, through <laughs> coming up, like, damn, you know what I mean? Please never play them. <laughs> I'm saying I'm sure everyone's been there, but yeah. you know, I mean, as an artist, I just don't like to look back. I kind of, um, you know, I'm always looking forward, and I think, especially with your first record, you know, I mean, I, I'm on one note, I'm super proud of Notes from the Wild. Mm-hmm. I think that, especially from a South African point of view, it was just different. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And it just, it just had its own vibe, and I think it did a lot of good, good things. You know, I think people heard it and go, whoa. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But for me, um, I'm done with it. You know what I'm saying? You, you won't catch another drum and bass cut on a Ross Jack record anymore. We've done that now. You know mm. what I'm saying? So it's time to move forward. And that's kind of really where it comes from. Wow. Yeah. I find it so, uh, yeah. Now I'm so just interested to see how you're going to grow and well, what's next for you. What is next for you? Well, next is this, uh, my new album called Self Medicated, 4th of March. 
best go get it. Okay. Um, the countdown begins. Yeah. Yes. It, it, you know, it's for me. There's no doubt about the fact. I feel it's my best record by none. Um, and and I, that says a lot for the guy who says he's his biggest critic. Yeah, no, no, I am. Uh, I, you know, this, the, the new one is great. Uh, it's just like, you know, you, it takes a minute for you to find yourself. And I think that the one thing, the one thing I'd criticize about Noche from the Wild is I kind of drew from influences that I was, you know, I, I liked it because I wrote about Spain and there was much about the party. You know, this new record is not about that. It's, it's really about the deeper side of everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and just kind of the life that we live, we all live. So, and it's called self-medicated in the sense that, you know, we all self-medicate whether you like to drive cars fast or drink a lot of coffee or smoke yeah. weed or whatever you might do. You know what I'm saying? To or, each his own. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We all self-medicate. And I think that, that that's what the record is. This record is a bit of medication in the sense that it's not, it's not, it's, it's more down tempo than up and it's more like nostalgia soul than, um, hard yeah. trap beats. Yeah. Okay, and then gigging, what are plans for that? Or do you have a tour in the pipelines? Yeah. Any collaborations with anyone? Well, yeah, we've got, a, we, we've, I mean, on the record, we've got a, we, we've got a couple. Um, gigging, which I'm really trying to put together a tour. You know okay. what I'm saying? And, and, you know, once again, I really, um, for me personally, I don't know, you know, the essay game is, is the essay game. And I think right now it's going through a very vernacular, uh, moment. You know what I'm saying? Where, yeah. where, um, you know, it's 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 a it's a sound that I you know I've got no I've got no issue with, but it, it, it doesn't it's really not f- your sound. doesn't really fit into where where I'm trying to be. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I'm also really trying to get things. I'd love to tour Europe. You know what I'm saying? I, I'd love to kind of start. Finally, I've been saying I've been raving on about this for too long. You know what I'm saying? I think that for me to achieve what I want to achieve, I can do it here. You, you know, here will always be where I built my story. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And South Africa will always be my home, but. I want, I, you know, it's very important that I try break water this year. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because, um, you know, I think when you live in the beast of SA with everything that goes on, with so many demographics to pull together that sometimes that can become tiring. You're like straight yeah, up, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, that's where you are catering for this person and that person and this language and that language and this vibe and that. Whereas I just want to do me. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, lot, gigs, gigs across SA, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. we're, 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 we're in the process of lining them all up and getting a, a proper gig guide going. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be the first time we post an actual gig guide. I'm <laughs> trying awesome. to get organized in life. But I have no doubt you're going to do it. Yeah. And well, I have no doubt you're going to go out there and be awesome. So at up. Ross Jack SA on Twitter. Yes. Website. Uh, yes. Website is kind of in the process of being revamped, but it's, Perfect. it's rossjack.com. Um, and yo, Ross Jack SA. Instagram and Facebook. Yes. That's what it is. And then listen, you'll see him at the Grammys. Yo, let's just rubbing shoulders with Kendrick and then he'll thank Sia in his speech. (laughs) That's what I will do. Thank you. That's what I will do. (laughs) I just slipped that in there. No, that's what I will disagree. That's going to happen. Mr. Ross Jack, thank you so much for stopping by this morning. Dude, once again, sorry for being late. Um, So what a great interview though. Big up. Thank you. Thank you so much. Most importantly as well, thank you for listening. We do this every single Friday right here on cliffcentral.com from nine till 10. This is Untapped Talent, and my name is Sia, and I'll see ya. Untapped Talent on cliffcentral.com.